What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Really great one for you guys this week. We got our first guests on. We have Sarah and Yaya from AstroFit Gym. They are the owners and founders. They just opened, or they're starting to open their second location in RDP. So I just want to take a quick second just to thank them once again for coming on the podcast. And it's starting right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Nobile, and today I'm proud to introduce you our first guests on the podcast. Uh, today's going to be a little bit more entrepreneurial, and uh, we're going to touch a little bit on how they introduced uh, a little bit of creativity uh, into their, their business plan. Uh, but before we get started, I am proud to introduce you guys, uh, Yaya Khmat and Sarah Anton. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey. Hi. So before we start, do you guys want to just kind of touch in a little bit of how, how you met? Um, I can I can think that over. Oh my god! So we we met actually at our other at our other job. We were working both in a commercial gym, and we met there. I was there for two years before Yaya came in as a, a trainer, and he. And uh, when he walked in, I actually didn't like him. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. really couldn't stand him, and I he Wait, came. Why? Because she was intimidated by I me. wasn't intimidated by him. I wasn't intimidated. It's just because he had this cocky attitude. Yeah. And he walked in as if he owned the place. So true. Well, he's owning it now, so I guess that is Yes, <laughs> that's true. But he walked into that... It's true, eh? What do you think about it? <laughs> but he walked into that job as if he owned the place, and I couldn't stand it. I was just like, be humble, man. Like, you're, you're just walking in. You're new. You should be more humble. Oh and I just God. judged him. No, I just judged him from the get-go. Oh, wait. How long were you there before he came? Two years. And I oh, was okay. I was training so at that gym for six years, so it was like my gym. Intimidation. No, I was just very possessive of my gym. And um, so he walked in. And then after a while, like I was giving him the side eye a lot. I was giving him a lot of attitude. I was being very petty. And he came to me and he goes, he's like, Sarah, he's like, why do you not like me? And I just told him everything that I did not like about him from A to Z. Like I told him, I find that you're this, you're this, you're that, you're that. And he took it well. Which I was impressed by. He like he took it very well. He was very coachable with it. He was like, "Oh, really? Like, okay. why do you think that? Like, is there something that I I should change? Is it by the way that I am?" Like he was he took it very well. So <laughs> I don't know if he actually took it well and he just wanted to show me because his <laughs> face right now is saying something else. But um, yeah, from there I kind of started trusting him a little more. You know what? Let's do her side of the story and then my yeah, side. I, was, I was gonna ask for the yeah, second side because exactly. I, I don't know so, i don't know how i'm feeling about this one-sided story here. really oh <laughs> stop and um yeah so that's that that's how we met okay yeah yeah what's your side my side of the story okay so here's what happened <laughs> i walked in i remember like yesterday actually my first day at uh, the other job was we walked in in this room where there was like a guy invited over that he was going to give like a, a conference and I remember i met up with sarah i noticed like you know i was the new guy that walks in and i, I want to be obviously i want to be like i want to have a good impression yeah i want to be liked by other people but at the same time it's like okay if you don't like me i mean let me ask and see why and if your reasons are valid enough then maybe i would give a shit about it okay wait so you asked it was the first day you asked him no okay no no okay. but like the first day it happened where I noticed 
she was giving me a bit of attitude. Because I'm not very subtle. Like when I don't like somebody, I can't keep a poker face. Yeah, I just exactly. become very like petty. It's, okay. it's insane. So it's actually a really good, a really problem, like really big problem. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I noticed. And then, I mean, maybe like two, three weeks down the line. Actually, I don't know if you remember, but there's a like the first two, three weeks you were chill. Then after the first two, three weeks, I started, I'm going to come closer to the mic right now. And I want you to keep this part without editing it. I started closing more clients than her. Not true. And she was going insane about it. Not true. And the boss there, she liked me more, the boss there. She liked me. She started liking me like a lot. That's and not obviously true. obviously we have a possessive Leo over here, which is not no. a fan of no. of sharing things with others, right? So That's anyways, his side of the story. Hey, that's my side of the story. That's yours. So um, I noticed... And that's why when I went to see her, I remember I asked her, I didn't just ask her, why don't you like me? I asked her, is there something that I did that I said, because I feel like you have a beef with me for some reason. <laughs> you just exist. That's the problem. And pretty much that's all she said. That's <laughs> okay. pretty much what she said. She just like, I don't like you because of this, because of that, because of this. You walk over here with your big chest. You have a you have a bigger chest than me. Okay. You have a bigger ass than me. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's not true. Uh, that's that's sauce. But like, it was actually pretty funny. And I, I I remember I did take it well. I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, maybe I do things in a bad way. And like, how long did it take before you guys kind of got on a more friendly? It wasn't until summer because I left uh, on vacation. Yeah, I left on vacation. We were still on a l- little bit of a beef. And then I left on vacation and some beef happened with our, all the co-workers and employees at that gym. Oh, okay. At that job. And uh, when I came back, I realized and I found out that he was the only one who had my back. Like even the ones that I was most like loyal to and that I was most friendly with, they didn't really f- have my back. And he was the only one who did. So I was like, oh okay, maybe I should cut him some slack. <laughs> like, he's trustworthy, you know? And how many were tra- trainers were there at that time? Uh, six? Um, no, eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight. Yeah. A lot of trainers. So yeah. we can say, like, six were, like, straight up? Yeah, bad. Oh, okay. two-faced. Yeah, two-faced. Yeah. Okay, and from that point on, when you developed that friendship, when did, like, AstroFit sort of, when did that idea sort of come up between you guys or to start your own gym? I think it was right after that. Yeah, the idea came two weeks after we sat down and we were both fed up of what happened and what was happening at that gym after all that beef and after all those changes happened. So we were fed up of it and we're like, you know what? I think we sat down and we're like, what's your dream? Like, what do you what do you, you want to achieve in life? And that's something that I really loved about him from the beginning. We were able to have deep conversations and we were able to dig deep into like analysis, psychology, and we can talk for hours without ever getting bored. We'll always find a new subject to talk about. And um, so, yeah, so we just got fed up. We sat down and we're like, what's your dream? What do you want to do? And we both said we want to eventually open our gym. And um, I think he had a mentor of his, like a friend of his and mentor. We, I remember like it was yesterday, we finished work and we came up with the idea a few days before. We sat down with that mentor. It was, I think, 11 o'clock at night. And I was freaking out because I was like, I'm young. I can't do this. This is too much money that we have to put in. I don't think that I can handle all the stress. And I used to have a lot of anxieties. And I was like, with my anxiety, forget it. I'll just explode. And (laughs) (laughs) happens often. (laughs) And that mentor just, uh, he just 
basically told us to stop the bullshit and he was like listen you're this age like you're you're young you're in your 20s you're living at mom and dad uh you don't have a family you don't have kids you don't have responsibilities you don't have a mortgage you don't have any of that now's the time because if you fail you're not gonna fail that much you can yeah. always get back up yeah yeah basically so that's it. yeah that's pretty much what really got us to like okay let's fucking do it yeah you know let's quit that job and let's go fucking do something about it was cut off the bullshit of all the risk there's no risk that's why, like me and Sarah, we, we always push people at our age that, you know, don't have kids. They're not engaged. Or even if they're engaged, but, like, they don't have kids. They don't um, have nothing as a... Um, responsibility. Responsibility. Exactly. And, like, they have nothing like that. So, like, what's the risk? When you think about it, that's one thing that I that I we were speaking, me and Sarah, when we first actually started. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but... The risk of going to university is almost as high, if not worse, than the risk of opening a business. That's that's my personal opinion, and I was talking to Sarah about that. You will have a risk by going to university anyways, because most people in university have debts that they owe for the government because they're using that debt for the for the the university and all right. that stuff. Right? I think I think for here, like we're lucky here that it's not as expensive as in the states. I think the biggest debt though you're giving up with university because I I didn't go to university and I'm like I I think you should only go to school if you're specifically pursuing a specific career. One hundred percent. But the thing with university, I think the greatest debt or the greatest thing you're giving up is your time. Exactly. Because you're giving up four years of your life that you might even be you know giving away for something that you don't want but yeah. the end game is it's not going to result into anything that you actually want to do but there's even like somebody really really close to me and like crazy in debt he went to mcgill university mm-hmm. and he's still crazy in debt and he had like it's a bigger risk when you think about it it all depends on the, on the risk you're willing to take but for me personally and that's what i was telling sarah which is what i was what is what i was going to it's we were saying how that risk of us opening a gym and working seven days a week and just like going for it and, you know, being in debt in the beginning before starting, obviously, like to make the business go. It's it's a risk that at least we're going to learn something, which is what we want to learn of, which is opening business, right. uh, opening a gym, right? Yeah. And did any of you have any like previous like business experience in your own no, we have uh, friends and families that do it. Okay, which I assume like some of them played a big role in you know helping you guys out, or was everything like you took on everything? Took on everything. Yeah. But the thing is that they wanted to help. Everybody wanted to help, and they wanted to lend a hand. But we're two very proud people, yeah. and we're two people who give everything to everybody, and we refuse any help. Not because, um, well, maybe because of pride, but also because we don't want to owe anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Even if it's family or friends or whatever it is, we like we didn't we don't have a lot of very good experience with people. Yeah. Like we we always uh, kind of get screwed or disappointed. So we just wanted to take this ourselves, and we're like, you know what, Yaya, you're the the only person I can trust. Sarah, you're the only person I can trust. Let's just do it together, and that's it. Let's if yeah. if we crash, we crash. But at least we're gonna do it together, and we're not gonna have to say oh, you owe me this, or like, oh, I owe you this I mean, because you helped me for five yeah. seconds, you know? I mean, it's only understandable at the same time because everybody's always out for them own, like for their own selves. It's every man for his own self. Yeah, so at the end of the day, the only 
thing you have is yourself exactly right. so it's 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 like okay you know what who can i rely on when it comes to my own business is my own partner before anybody else mm-hmm. which is what we we've come to the decision in the beginning of everything which is what helped us a lot so we're like you know what yeah that person can help us but i can do it while you do that you know it was like uh and we learned at the same time because we like we said we started from scratch we never owned businesses so yeah. we knew we had to to learn it so we had to learn how to put on the tapis or the like the mats we had to learn how to no oh, was to crazy paint we had to learn how to manage our time to organize which is it sounds like it sounds stupid the way she's saying it because learning how to put a tapis or how to paint But we didn't know how to do it. Like But I it, walked into the warehouse. I'll never forget. I walked yeah. in the warehouse and I thought it would take us three days to to paint the warehouse. And I had a full on panic attack after three days when it didn't <laughs> and happen. And I was looking. You remember? I was looking at you like Sarah. Three days. And I'm You're like, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's gonna take more. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna. I'm I'm willing to stay till 4 a.m. And we did for we two did. weeks <laughs> <laughs> instead of three days. So basically, the whole beginning of AstroFit, like everything from the ground up, was just you two. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like from renovations to. We everything. had a friend that helped us uh, for about three days. Okay. But then we were just me and her. It was like, uh, it just it had to be just me and her. You know, we wanted to grow from our own wings and fly our own wings. Right. Like now it's different yeah. now that we're like a little bit be- bigger and like we want to expand. Yeah, we have a third partner now. Exactly. Like now that we we're, we have a different mindset where it's less, oh, I need to do everything. Mm-hmm. It's more, okay, I know how to do these things, but I can delegate so I can learn to do something better. Right. So I can continue expanding. So like just to kind of fast forward a bit from, you know, the beginning. Now you guys just open up your second gym or you're starting renovations on your yes. second gym yeah. in yeah. RDP. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then we got plans for another eight by the end of the year. Yes. Which is insane yes. to go from. Like we, st- if this is gonna on podcast, on podcast, we have to. Yeah, we have to do it. Yeah, this is even more pressure. So, yeah, so first that it's it's on record now. So yeah, it's official <laughs> for whoever's like Astro part of the Astrofit family. Listen to this; they're gonna be like December 2019. You guys gotta be at eight. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the goal. <laughs> ideally, but I mean, even at opening the second one, I think that's a huge accomplishment in its own. And um, yeah, I just think it's just completely awesome. And for something that was started from nothing like huge huge props for you guys because that's that's amazing thanks thank you um so yeah another one of the things that like just with i mean also to touch on like we've been working together for i think since the beginning of the year right so yeah we're going on like six six months so obviously uh through all that i've had a chance to kind of you know see you guys work and that whole thing Get and to know who's the best one. Yeah, so you know when Sarah's not there, it's Yaya. When Sarah's when Yaya's not there, it's Sarah. Right? Yeah, is that how it works? I see. Yeah. I see what okay. you did there. I see. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I mean, one of the things that I didn't notice is scheduling wise. Like when we got to figure things out, it's it's sometimes it gets a little hectic because you got your schedules are like practically full, twenty yeah. like twenty four seven. Yeah. So I I kind of wanted to touch on like hustle culture and like some of the things like, i guess now it's it's become almost the norm for somebody to work a 16 hour day and then have maybe an hour if they're lucky reserved for themselves and then the rest is hopefully dedicated to sleep because obviously we need to sleep yeah. so like what do you what do you guys think about that sort of 
culture. I mean, you should tell her to sleep. <laughs> she, d- I don't even know how she does it. Like, that's one thing. I'm sorry. I know, I know you want to talk, but for me, I've tried. I've tried. And I'm even going to share this with you guys. I've tried stacking a shitload of caffeine and stimulants and nervous system stimulants where I was like, okay, I got to stay up and match with this girl. But she's a freaking beast. She wakes up at six in the morning and work out before she gets her like into her day from seven, eight to like nine, ten at night. Non-stop. And guess what? Me, I start like around eight, nine and I finish around nine, ten as well. But like she works out early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not a morning guy. I'm, I'm Lebanese. I guarantee Lebanese people don't understand me. I guarantee you. For me to wake up at eight, it's as if I'm waking up at 4 a.m. Okay. So okay. completely different schedules, but that also does help in ter- from a business standpoint too. So, but what do you mean? Well, I mean, just from a business standpoint to have somebody who's more running the business in the morning hours and somebody at night. Yeah. That also definitely helps because I mean, even for me, like with my work, work but schedule. she stays the thing with Sarah. Yeah. Some, <laughs> the okay. Thing, yeah. The thing with Sarah is she wants me to wake up earlier and come work out earlier so we can be together and all that stuff. But she also wants to be there. She wants me to be there later at night, but she also wants to be there. <laughs> so we're in partnership, but she needs to be there anytime, anyway, no matter what. See, I, she has to have some sort of control or I else can, she's going to stalk the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> See, true. I can relate to that because I, I work alone. I would like to have somebody to help me sometimes. But yeah. when it comes to the actual production of things. It like it needs to be done my way. I know, but it, like, and I'm sure you like. I, I've I've seen you like you're you're hustling like crazy. But yeah. the 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 difference is sixteen hours, seven days a week. Two of us. We're practically taking over six shifts of people. Yeah. Just by the two of us, so we're doing like three shifts each of people, different people. Sometimes we get six hours of sleep. Sometimes I'm lucky if I get six hours of sleep. She's lucky if she gets four, because she's. She's on another level. Yeah, that, but, that's the other thing about that. Because, like, you you do, like, okay, let's say a 12-hour day. That still gives you 12 hours to, you know, for everything else, for sleep and then, you know, your own time. But, it, yeah. Whereas, Sarah, if you're coming in at 6 and then you're leaving at 9 or 10, yeah. that doesn't leave you, like, a lot of time for anything else. No, but... Um, on aver- How many hours of sleep do you get a night on average? Yeah, about Three. 5, 6. Stop, 5, 6. 4. Uh, 5, 6. <laughs> six i think six you can run on six yeah like, i you usually can. run on six yeah that's fine it's fine like if i have my coffee in the morning i'm okay if i don't, I don't then I'm i don't not. i'm better i'm better i i used to like last summer summer before no yeah last winter was mostly winter was very rough for me to wake up and sleep only six hours and also because i i abused the stimulants which really crashed me down so i need more sleep but I don't no know but it's it's different because like when you're saying about the different hours and stuff like we have a lot of social events at night for mm-hmm. business and we don't have a choice like for example we finish at nine or and we have let's say a podcast or we have videos to do or we have a business dinner a business meeting we have and it finishes at 11 so we get home at 12 or one o'clock our days the next day we can't change it so we have to come back and i have this mentality it's um I think that's what helped me over the years and that's what helped me push at the beginning of opening the gym because I'm like, you know what? It's do or die. It's I have the energy. I'm in my 20s. If I can give it now, like 
I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a house like a, like that our mentors uh, told us. And I keep repeating that to myself whenever I get like down on myself or whenever I get tired. Like, you know what? I have to do it. Because if I don't, then I'm not going to reach the level that I want to reach. Yeah. If I don't... Uh, if I don't do it, then I'm not going to be proud of myself later. I'm going to have anxiety. I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be somebody that I'm not proud of. And that fuels me more than not sleeping. So we both we, we both have that mindset. Yeah. I just feel like she has that mindset and also the mindset of I need to be there anyways, regardless of what. That too. Where me, I'm more like, okay, Sarah's there. I can go and work out mm-hmm. instead of being at the gym. I can sleep those extra hours because I don't have a client waiting for me while Sarah is there with a client, you know? So, so like, where even if she didn't have a client, she'd be there and yeah. she just, she could be like just on her computer, Yeah. but she needs to be there, you know? So you have hustle culture as a whole, whereas it's that constant work, that's constant, like a sense of gratification. If a client comes to you and they want to better themselves, but they're in that hustle kind of mode where they're working almost 16 hours a day, Obviously, in terms of bettering your health, there's uh, sleep that comes into play. There's, um, you know, also time to, to take time off because then, you know, you run the risk of burnout and all that. So in your opinion, apart from what you're experiencing right now, because this can maybe sort of tap into your own experiences, what what would you recommend to that person? I have a very military mentality with that, where it's if it's very important for you, you're going to make time for it, whatever it is. It's part of the hustle culture, I like I believe. It's if you can make time, let's say for XYZ meeting, you can make time for yourself. You just have to, and I'll be happy like as a trainer, I, I'll be happy like to look at the schedule with the client and just say, okay, let's say you have a spot here, come quickly, we'll do a 30 minute workout, 40 minute workout in and out and you're good to go. At least you have a workout in. Or like we've had clients who had to come in on Sundays like last minute because they couldn't on during the week. They had to cancel. So they like just I'll come on Sunday. So we do it for them and we're very flexible with that. Um, but yeah, for for the client himself or herself, I would just say make time for it. If it's really important for you and you like just as if it's your business, you're your own business, you're your own entity. You need to take care of yourself because if not, you will burn out and your business will not continue rolling if you're not there and if you're not living properly and healthily so you need to make time for it and I, I feel like just recently i've stopped and you also too have noticed that we've both stopped using the word uh, the words we don't have time for it we've completely switched it from that to it's not a priority let's push it to another time because it's all a matter of priority at the end and that's one of the biggest lessons we've learned which is it's a priority priority you remember in the beginning yeah. was all the question of priority you're talking to two athletes that their training is all their life all they've ever known before the gym before astrofit before anything else so like all we've ever known is training mm-hmm. so it's sort of easier for us to be like no it's a mission it's a question of priority but put it the other way around for us it was difficult to put training aside and actually work for the business and work more because that extra hour or sometimes for me it took me two hours sometimes three hours in the beginning and she used to give me shit be like like you can't afford three hours anymore you have to cut it off to two hours and it's true because that for me that that extra it's stupid right three hours a day but if i cut it to two hours would be make me uncomfortable and even sometimes an hour. Today, I had one hour of workout, even less because we had to do some few things. Clients came a bit earlier. So 
But you got so much better with that, though. Like, just with priorities, just like he said. That's the thing. That's, that was the hardest part for me. Like, one of the hardest parts is just, like, realizing that, you know what? It's not a question of time. It's a question of priorities. So, if I ask you, um, like, how do you guys deal with time management? Because already, right there, prioritizing things is, is one way. Mm. Uh, but for me, like, I know one of the biggest things that stresses me out is i feel like i don't have time for anything mm-hmm. and i it's probably the thing that i struggle with the most so i think i don't know i'd just be curious to hear how you guys sort of schedule everything or how you deal with with times especially where you're you're sort of feeling that yeah that that you know lack of time i mean what makes us great is we're, we're both different Sarah's very organized as you can tell uh we're both different you know Sarah's are very organized as you can tell right now we're on her desk and you can see she even has or dinner together that's written on her agenda in case she forgets. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, share with share with him uh, your experience on that. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like she's more like the organized type plus plus plus. Yeah. One of the first things she got me as like a little friend gift is a goal and a calendar setting. You remember that? Yeah. Still have it, and I honestly have wrote, like, made one word on it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I have trouble with calendars, too. Yeah. No, me, me it has like to five. be an online. I, I like it, on, but even just, like, like I've had to start punching it in just now because yeah. I've I've found myself, uh, like, scheduling things over each other. Yeah. So now that I have no choice to do it, but before, like, it just... I would have to keep things in my head. Yeah. And that's just how I worked before. But that's that's what I'm getting to, which is like her, she's more organized. Everything is on paper. Me, I've learned also like I've learned organization from her. But one thing that I realized that I have, it's being creative. And I just find I find a way to make it happen. I don't know right. how I just like it. it's it's that's this the whole process procedure. For example, clients coming to train. I don't write nothing on the board. I have six people. I can give each one of those people a different workout and make sure they're all doing it right. You know? Yeah. For Sarah, I feel like it would be more she has to write six workouts on the board or else she's going to be crazy. So you're you're kind of like go with the flow. Yeah. And then you're really everything is, is A to Z. It's done. It's written down. Which yeah. in the beginning made her go insane because she didn't like it. Yeah, that there had to have been like a clash there. <laughs> but it did because he's very, for example, like with dinner, like right now it's written down and like, but I asked him 10 times, are we going out on Friday night? Like, is that happening? Because before, especially at the beginning, he would just be like, I would ask him, I'm like, okay, let's go out like on Friday. We have nothing. Both of us, let's just go out and have fun. And uh, he'd, he'd just be, answer, yeah, let's just go with the flow, see how it goes. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, but I want to see. But no, because like in my head, it's like, I want to see, do I plan something else on Friday night or are You're you like going to go? No, I'm, I'm like that because I was so used to um, routine before. Exactly. That's, that's where this like jumping from... Uh, having that specific schedule to things where like things are just flying in and there it's like okay it's tomorrow at eight then I have something Wednesday at nine yeah. Thursday it's any time whereas before it's okay I had my work schedule I would go to the gym after Wednesday okay. Tuesday Thursday Friday that was it so if somebody would come to me oh do you have time for this on a Friday okay it's not while I'm working and it's not while I'm at the gym or it's not while uh, you know whatever else I would do during that time sure go for it okay that's or, it's just like I feel like it's a way that I was personally raised as well with my brothers and all that stuff. Everything which, was set up for you. Yeah. Not even that. It's just like, yeah, sure, let's do that. And then last minute, you're just chilling on your computer. Friday night, we're supposed to have a supper. Oh, yeah, the supper is not happening anymore. 
oh, okay, when did we know that? About five minutes ago. Okay, cool. Do something else. You know? Yeah. Uh, but you see, me, it wasn't like that. Me That's growing up, yeah. Like, growing up, I always had to do, like, I had to plan everything out on my own. Like, after, right after college, it was, like, uh, right up to college, everything was set out for me. And then after college, I dropped out of college, and I was just like, I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I just started planning everything out. And that's where organization kicked in. I started organi- organizing everything, organizing my thoughts, because keeping in 10,000 thoughts or like 10,000 meetings or 10,000 different ideas in, that, in my head, you, like in how it goes is that you would never be able to accomplish one thing mm-hmm. because you have 10,000 things that you need to accomplish, and if you don't put them on paper, you can't prioritize. You can't say, okay, what's what can I do for this in order to make that happen? So it's just all in your thoughts and you just get cluttered, overwhelmed most of the time, anxious, and it doesn't lead to anything. So might as well just write it all down, organize it, manage your time properly and prioritize around that. And if like in my head, it's if you have a goal business-wise, your social life, your personal life, your fun life, all that needs to come second. If you you want to build a business, if you want to build something for yourself, at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself and you have to manage your time for yourself. So if, let's say that you have two people that want to meet you on Friday and uh, there's only one of that person who's going to bring you something for your the future, let's say for the business, you have to prioritize the business first. So you have to cancel something that's from a social event in order to make your business grow. Because you know that that business meeting, let's say it's going to help you in a month to grow. And maybe in a month, you're going to have more free time to do that social thing that you wanted to do a month ago. Right. So that's how I manage my time. Like for me, when I think of it as like putting in the time, I, I mean, some people tell me it's like, OK, why you're, you're working all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's uh, from my point of view, it's like I want to work now. So when the time comes where I really want to settle down. I can do that like I don't want to I mean most of the things that people are taking time off for from work it's things that you it's not going anywhere right like that restaurant or that that club or whatever it's it's not going anywhere like you can go to like like that place a year from now you know whereas I don't want to reach a point in my life where I realize oh shit I should have put in the work before because now I'm struggling to to live the life that I that I'd like to live exactly and at when you reach that point most of the time you're already tired exhausted you're not as creative mentally you're not as motivated and you have other stresses in life where like let's say you're 35 years old you're not going to be living at your mom or dad's you know for example so you wouldn't you're you're going to have the stress of paying rent so you're going to have the stress of a wife or a husband you're going to have the stress of kids so you can't put in as much time into your business and like you said, if you think back and you're like, oh, I'm 35 years old, I have all these things, but I'm not accomplished because I went clubbing for five years in a row when I was younger and I right. prioritized that. So th- this like, do you, do you listen to Gary Vee? I think we spoke about this. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. okay. That's why, because this is like pretty much exactly what he, he preaches. Yeah. Um, going back to that, do you think, though, that it's healthy from that standpoint? Because that's the only thing that raises a flag for me is Ooh. that I think it is still sometimes important to shut off. And the reason I say that is because for the first time, like last week, uh, I tried to shut off because I felt so overwhelmed. And even when I shut everything, like I closed all my soft, I put my computer away, put the phone away and I just wanted to lie down. I couldn't. And that's where like I, I guess was sort of form of a burnout. 
So that's the only like red mm. flag. So like, what's you must be having a lot of burnouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe maybe I have a different point of view with that, but I believe that if you you f- you find that you need to take time off, naturally you're gonna take the time off because you're gonna be pushed to the limit. But if you're doing something that you love, which is like photography, taking mm-hmm. videos, all that stuff, editing, if you're doing something that you love. It's never going to feel like work, so you're never going to want to take time off. That's where I'll disagree, though. Really? I I feel like regardless, even if you find something you truly love, it still feels like work sometimes. Sometimes, yes, of course. Of course, like maybe like sometimes you have long days, overwhelming days or like weeks or months. And you're like, this is draining. I feel like no matter what, like if someone who's chasing that sort of that job of just not ever feeling like it's a day at the office can sometimes sort of be false that's true that's true there are like bad days there are days where you do like i especially when you've been doing it for so long and like you you've been pushing for so long for sure that you come to a point where you're like okay like it's enough i need time off or like i i don't like it anymore i don't enjoy it anymore and um, I think that's maybe when you kind of have to push yourself to take time off or it's just changing your your mindset. Yeah, just changing your mindset and just being like, you know what, like I'm doing it now. But because I, I really have this mentality where it's in the future, like I'm doing this now, but I'm not going to yeah. do it for the rest of my life. Like right now I'm hustling and I'm, I'm struggling and it's a bad day or a bad week or a bad month. Uh, but I'm doing it because I know that in a year, I'm going to have two people working for me that are going to take the load off. Right. You know? It, that's one thing I, I agree with, Sarah. And one thing that I can, like, tell you that helps me a lot. And, like, me and Sarah, we're both all-in people. Like, we're just... We're a lot of white. Yeah, a lot of people call us insane. A lot of people call us, like... Like, it's not... You know how many people, family included, telling us that's not doable. Like, you can't keep going like mm-hmm. that. They've been telling us for about a year now. You can't keep going. You can't keep going. Yeah, I've gotten that. They've too. been telling us for a while, you know? Like, you can't keep going like that. You're going to burn out. You can't keep mm-hmm. going like that. You're going to burn out. And one thing that I've uh, that I've learned to, like, understand, I was watching this um, inspirational video about, uh, what's his name? Steve Jobs. Okay. And about how he lost his, his whole uh, relationship. Yeah his like him creating the iphone and all that stuff costed him his relationship he was clearly an obsessive person yeah that's insane yeah but look how successful but look at how successful he got that's where that's where i'm i'm trying to get to which is me and sarah we're trying to create something that's insane we want to build eight more gyms in a matter of six months that's more than one gym a month. When I think about it right now, I'm shivering just talking about it because I'm like, yeah. oh shit, it's more than a gym a freaking mm. month. For what's left of the year, yeah. For what's left of the year. And that's that's not something that's sane. It's insane. Having an insane goal will have us have will make us have an obsession, which is not something that's healthy. But that's where what Sarah said, which is right now, we don't have a choice. It's something that we need to do. So where where do you cross the line though because if you're tying in with steve jobs i mean it was his entire life yeah like he I, th- I think he sort of reconciled with his daughter at the end i'm not 100 percent sure on that um but it was he, I mean, yeah, he dedicated his entire, yeah. yeah 
So where do you cross the line? Like for you guys, that goal, it's at the end of the year. So that's that's if, if you dedicate a year to, to really just like hustle and grind, put your heart oh, and soul no, to it. Gonna be so you time. guys like, but where do you cross the line? Like are you until we're satisfied? Okay. And uh, can you put a date on that? Is no. that? Yeah. That's but I, I think what you're trying to say, like with time management, yeah, like with time management and like with the obsession and all that stuff, like it's it's finding within the day. I find like you have that obsession with work. You have that obsession with your like with your passion. And when you're passionate about something, you kind of become obsessive about it. You don't have a choice and people are going to see you as crazy. But during the day, if you find even like 15 minutes of doing something that you enjoy, whether it's 15 minutes of scrolling on Instagram or 15 minutes of just lying on your back and watching the, the fan turn. Like it's 15 minutes of like turn, shutting off everything or like 10 minutes of like taking time just for yourself between clients or between projects. That 10 minutes, that 15 minutes can be enough to push you for another 24 hours, 48 hours. I believe. That's, but that's, see, that's the thing where that would work for Sarah and it would, maybe work for me but i don't think it would work for a lot of people because a lot of people don't have the same man- mindset as me or you know yeah i don't you, know I mean, what do you think of, of that i think when you think of entrepreneurs and, and building a business it's not cut out for a lot of people uh and f- like it's it's definitely a shock once you you jump into it for the first time and like i said for me it was from a time management standpoint like in terms of putting in the work that's like i love like i love what i do that's 100 percent uh, definitely it for me but it was from a time management standpoint where I kind of lose that routine and everything kind of starts coming at you from the left from the right from any other angle and then you got to start at, like putting all the pieces together that's where the biggest shock for me was and I'm still sort of figuring that out um, but no I definitely agree that um, I don't think entrepreneurship is is or building a business is is cut out for everyone like some people need to be you know in the passenger seat you know that's how that's and it, that's fine that's just how they 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 thrive whereas you know other people if they're not you know at the front or they're not directing the show uh it can drive them a little bit insane but um i think for for your time management thing like with when all the projects come at once because that's what happened to with us uh towards the beginning especially and as we started growing and wanting to expand everything came at us all at once and it was just taking one hour at a time like literally you put everything in your schedule everything is written in your schedule you know what you're supposed to do it's gonna fit somewhere you have enough hour hours in the day if not today tomorrow it's fine it's okay and just talking to yourself and being like you know what one hour at a time i put it in there i have one hour to do this editing i'm gonna take one hour i'm not gonna look on instagram for that hour i'm just gonna focus on that five minute break after and then i go back to the second project of that hour and i do this and it's just putting yourself in that mindset and just being like I have to do this just like yeah. as if I'm at work. You have to think that you're you have that your business which is an, another entity and they're hiring you to do the job and you're a people person let's say like or a people pleaser and you want to please your boss, please your corporation so you got to make it happen. That's a gold nugget right there. Mm-hmm. Really helped us, especially Maria, especially me, I don't know about you but yeah. that helped us like crazy when we first learned that which is your business is an entity and you're you're nothing but an employee in there. Exactly. So you have to put in the work because if not, you're going to be fired. And I sort of look at it from that standpoint sometimes, not exactly that way, but where you know I gotta sort of clock in at, at a certain time and really mm-hmm. just dig at it and get at it right away. 
Um, and from a time management standpoint, like one of the things like I think this might be sort of what, what you do, Sarah, but I've, I've seen a lot of successful people. They literally log everything in a schedule. Like, like it's a full 24 hours, actually. Like they'll log their sleep and then they'll log every single like even a mundane task. Like when they, they want to dedicate time to reading, it'll be in their schedule. Their eight hour, their six hour, their seven block of sleep is scheduled in there. And it varies day per day. Um, but everything is scheduled. And I think that's something that I definitely would like to try because I think just in terms of relieving that, that anxiety or that stress of running out of time, it's like, okay, take a step back, look at the schedule. You should be doing this at that time, do it, and then move on to the next thing. Exactly. And like you said about anxiety, when you have so many things on on your mind because you're not writing it down, because like when you write it down, it's like it's no longer in your head. It's written down, whether it's on a post-it or in your calendar, you know it needs to be taken care of. So you just put it there and it's out of your out of your head mm-hmm. you're going to deal with it when you have time and when it's scheduled for you to deal with it but if you just keep like 10 different things in your head you're going to get super anxious because you're like okay i have to remember all these things but at the same time i have like 10 other things that i have to remember because there's 10 other things that are adding on to my list one thing that really really helped me is a weekly to do weekly to do list mm-hmm. a monthly to do list and a daily to do list and making sure that at the end of the month, that month to-do list is done. I'm making sure that at the end of the week, the weekly to-do list is done. And um, it's crazy because I remember one, I don't remember who exactly, but somebody once told me in business, I think it might be our mentor, but uh, he told me that in business, there's always going to be a to-do list and it's always going to add and add yeah. and add and add. So if you don't do your to-do list, you're only going to double it up and then triple it up and then quadruple it up. So there's, there's, not a, like, there's not a week. If you get overwhelmed by like three, four, five, or maybe 10, 12 things to do, you're going to have even more on that to-do list to mm-hmm. do, you know? And I think that ties back into what you guys were saying about like prioritizing things where it's, yeah. okay, maybe that's not going to fit into my daily to-do list maybe it might not even fit into my weekly so you 100%. throw it into the monthly but it's still there you just are not focusing on it on that day exactly mm-hmm. what i want to talk about too with you guys is um i guess to tie it back to my uh sort of field and like how you guys sort of introduce different creative mediums uh i know that your instagram you know the stories you guys have been posting both on your personal both on the astrofit page that's sort of uh increased i guess since we started working together obviously uh with with our our partnership and you know working doing the videos together so that's something that you guys to introduce what was sort of like the driving force or the motivation or your idea really to start doing uh more on you know video format uh on instagram and all that would you with, but not just with me but also just i guess yeah just anything really from a creative standpoint so your your videos that you've been doing you know on your own on your stories the videos you've been doing with me uh, or any sort of creative project that you've introduced uh, i guess you could even say with with this weekly challenge was was one uh because you you made sort of a story out of it too you know within like w- with the video obviously that we did but also between you guys on your instagram mm. uh you guys kind of pitted yourselves against each other too and then you know the clients started throwing themselves yeah. in and, and it came sort of like a, a game or so like a show yeah. that people were kind of following so you know with that like at the beginning what was sort of like your your motivation to kind of really go more creative and you know uh, really punch in on like a social aspect I mean, her motivation was to beat me. So that's always been, I feel like that's always challenge. been her motivation from day one. 
but uh, no, for the for the creative standpoint, we just wanted to create more of a community. We wanted to different differentiate differentiate ourselves <laughs> from other gyms and other places. We wanted to for clients to feel like they know us. We wanted for clients to feel like they're part of something, not just coming here to train. We wanted them to like we wanted to become kind of friends with our clients and with everybody who was coming here and just be like, you know what? We're struggling the same way that you guys are. This is our story. This is our philosophy. This is why we, we started Astrofit. And we wanted the whole story of Astrofit to just be out there because we know that um, a lot of people are struggling either on their own um, or with their anxiety or with starting a business or with whatever it is. They're struggling their own way. And being part of something, being part of a community, being part of something that's um, we th- like we, we try to be as honest as possible and as transparent as possible. And if they can feel like they're part of that, it brings more positivity into their lives and more light into their lives. And like that's the whole point of Astrofit for people to just feel good. So I feel like with the YouTube videos, with the videos that we're making with you, with the stories, with the challenges and everything, people feel like they're part of something good and that's what pushes us like that's what that's why we want astrofit to just keep on growing right and i think um also from just a business standpoint too uh, somebody's going to be more willing to to work with you guys or to to become part of the astrofit family uh, if they have sort of that inside view and also mm-hmm. they sort of in a way get to know you guys before they know you guys and i think that's that's super important and that's one of the things that for me like when i work with other businesses and everything it's it's really to deliver that story you know in the best way possible and for you guys too what you guys did and I, and I thought was amazing is you didn't just dedicate this you know format to telling your own story but the story of of your your clients too when we did that uh that astro the athlete series which we're doing your guys uh video soon but I thought that was that was awesome too to really uh, and it, it also demonstrates like that community aspect that you guys have here because even from a, a workout uh, standpoint it's it's not your typical gym like you walk in here and immediately it's not okay you're gonna go do your weights in the corner and then you're done you're gonna go home it's it's literally a family aspect here and now you guys are sort of translating that into you know an online presence where other people can witness that so i think that's that's really cool but you know the athlete videos it's something we came up with at the beginning too of the and it's something that we kind of both had an idea of and a vision of before we even met up like we both wanted to 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 um, challenge and I know it's our philosophy but that's exactly it we wanted to challenge the way that people see athletes because we don't want people to see the gym as in you're just coming in lifting weights chest bra chest bra and that's it (laughs) we want them to see the gym as something fun something that they can put into their daily routine that they can put in their weekly routine we want them to come to the gym and be happy to come to the gym not come into the gym and complaining all the time you know that was the whole point of it. And the, with the athlete series, we wanted to show that and be like, you know what? Being an athlete doesn't mean that you have to be super intensive as, or as obsessive as, as me and Yaya. Like mm-hmm. you can be different types of people, different body shapes, different mentalities, different backgrounds. And you're still an athlete because you're coming in and you start enjoying working out. Right. Because everybody's different. And, exactly. And that's the, the most important thing. The whole point of being an athlete for us is just bettering yourself overall. Either that's through fitness or that's through like just being able to eat properly versus you always eat junk. And that's that's a big step forward 
for us. So it's like, wow, you're improve. You're trying to be a better version of yourself. Right. That's and the I, whole point. And I think that's something you should achieve or try to achieve every day. Yeah. Is sort of. Uh, I guess that's the ongoing challenge that everyone should should take. Is yes, you want to build your business. Yes, you want to, uh, you know, whatever it is you're you're trying to achieve. I think the most important thing at the end of the day is. You know, when you go to bed that day or when you wake up the next morning, are you a better version than you were yesterday? Yeah. Exactly. And that, you know, for that's whether it's going to the gym and improving your health. Uh, did you learn something new that day? For me, it's it's uh, really just improving on, you know, my my work. And that's something like, OK, did I today did I put in that effort to get better at something that I wasn't as good as yesterday? Whether it's telling a story or whatever it might be. And I think uh, you guys definitely uh, push that here. But speaking of that, there was actually um, uh, a story that my dad used to tell me growing up and I really like it and I wanted to share it. It's like he always told me, he's like, imagine your life as a house and every day you're putting it on a brick. So you have to always put on a brick. So the next day, did you put on the brick properly? Like, is it sticking? Can you build a house on that brick or not? Because at the end of your life, that house needs to hold something, needs to hold you. Hmm. And like every day, you need to build, put a brick, whether it's reading, like you said, whether it's improving on something, learning a language, doing something for yourself better, becoming a better person. That's one brick or that's half a brick or that's the little, I don't know what you put between the bricks to stick, <laughs> that glue thing. So like it's always you have to add something for that house to build. Yeah. And if you say that your house needs to be built by 30, you need to make sure that every day you're adding enough bricks to your house so that at 30 years old, your house is ready and you're ready to settle. Yeah, I like that. I think mm-hmm. we can actually start closing. I think we can close on that. I think that's awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, no, that's that's really cool. And I think that's something that a lot of people can, uh, I guess, an analogy to really look at it from, from a physical, I guess, from a physical standpoint. Actually, before we close, we have a question for you, Anthony. Sure, go for it. Um, you're a client of AstroFit. Yeah. Talk to, talk to us about your, um, your experience with us. Oh, okay. Um, Try not to mention, you know, the the farts and stuff that your trainer lets go sometimes yeah that yeah okay well we got on a friendly level real fast <laughs> <laughs> uh no i think the first probably not the day of but the the next day and then the third day or the the second day after working out here i was like okay these guys are for real because the workouts are not something that i was used to and it, i guess it also like from you guys you you work specifically with the person and building the the proper workout for my goal now I guess, yeah, you really molded it for, for what I wanted to do. And like, I feel that physically now. And I think for, for the, the time that I've been working out, like I feel better. Like I said, it just, it doesn't feel like a regular gym. And for me, it was the first time that I actually worked with a trainer. Uh, Cause beforehand, like I would just go to the gym myself, do my workout. And uh, it worked well at the time, because like I said, before I was on a routine. So it was, it was super easy for me to hit the gym because I know I would come out of school at that time at you know let's say four o'clock so i'd go straight to the gym or i'd finish work at this time go straight to the gym whereas now it's like my schedule is completely all over the place so i think to really have somebody go in there and motivate you and you know when you walk in i think there's also that that feeling of not knowing what you're going to do today at the gym that's also that that also gives it like that little sense of mystery and sometimes you come in you're like okay this is cool let's do this um or sometimes you come in and it's to fit this yeah sometimes i come in and i'm like yeah yeah, i hate you man like this is horrible i remember once he came in he's like yeah can i do chest like i really want to do chest right now (laughs) it was like literally begging me to do chest i was like uh no no but like even with like the fit test like now like when we did it that second time like i was so motivated to beat my previous actually not even beat my previous time because i couldn't finish it the last time and then i think i hit like the 45 
no, half an hour. Yeah. Half an hour. Yeah. I hit half an hour. So I, I anyway, like when 15 minutes and progress, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was huge. So no, I think the biggest standpoint for me from like, as a client point of view is that it, it doesn't feel like a regular gym. Like it, it, you sense also like that family aspect too. And then from an outside point of view, when I first started working out with you guys, I wasn't working out here at the time. I saw that sort of uh, family value that you guys brought because, you know, I'd come in to film and it's it's everyone's like having a good time and like laughing, joking about they're checking in with each other before the actual workout starts. So for me, that's like, OK, like, yes, OK, sometimes you'll sometimes see that at a gym, but it's like two guys like locked in the corner talking and they're not working out. And you're like, can I use the, the bench yeah. or no? OK. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that's the most important thing. And uh, that's the thing that stuck out with me the most. So I think um, really it's, it's just it's a different experience. And I think that's what you guys want is you don't exactly. want it to be a regular gym. You want exactly. it to be something different, like you're building your own AstroFit world here. Yeah. So, I th I, yeah, I think that's the, the if you want my outside point of view, that I think that's the best way I can put it. Awesome. So I guess uh, with that, I guess just to close if you had, if somebody came in here, sat down, you had 60 seconds each and somebody asked you, you know, what, what advice would you give me? I want to start a business. I want to build, I want to get to, to where you guys at, where, where you guys are at right now. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be from a, a gym standpoint, but just that entrepreneurial kind of mindset that you guys have, have gotten up to here. Like what would, what would be the advice you can give? My number one advice is really to just not make any excuses. Just go for it. Whatever you whatever you want to accomplish everything is doable you just have to go for it and keep pushing even on hard days just keep pushing understand that there's going to be better days uh there's always going to be excuses but you can always find solutions to those excuses me it's um know what you want uh, what's your like what do you want to do for the business what is it what is it what's your business idea yeah, what's your end goal yeah what's your end goal don't even think of the risks if your end goal motivates the crap out of you, as if you're about to win a million dollars at the end of the month, if you go for it, don't even think of the risks. I, I, give your, your $10 million analogy, because I hear that. With clients? Yeah, I hear it's that really often. Good. Yeah, yeah, go t tell us. So basically, I tell clients, it, because a lot of clients come back to me and they're like, oh, we're not motivated, right? So oh, I don't know what happened. I slipped up and this and that, and I ate bad for two days. I would always tell them, if I was to give you $10 million at the end of the month to lose 10 pounds, you'd probably lose 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. Like, it wouldn't be a question of resources anymore. It wouldn't be a question of anything else, but I'm going to do it. It's $10 million. Who yeah. the heck wouldn't do it? You know? That's it. So, I guess with that, where can, uh, before we close off, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find us online at astrofitworld.com or on Instagram where we're more active at astrofitgym. And for you guys personally, if somebody wants to follow uh, your own journeys? Uh, for me, my Instagram is Sarah Lifts. <laughs> for me, it's uh, my first name, which I'm going to spell it because it's Y-A-H-I-A and H-I-K-M-A-T. Can I, can I tell you a secret? Sure. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> when we first met i met up with sarah uh just because the whole spelling the name thing <laughs> what happened oh my god <laughs> when when i was interested to see you introduced yourself as yaya i was like, okay that's a really interesting name i haven't heard it before yeah and then i uh, you texted me to set up like the, the some meetings 
I had to put you in as AstroFit because I didn't know how to spell your name. Oh my god. <laughs> but you know what? All my life, that's like exactly like and that. And I didn't want to put it Y-A-Y-A because I know it would be so stupid. Or that's if... grandma in Greek, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's just my secret. I thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. I changed it recently because time. every time AstroFit. But yeah. At least now you know how it's spelled, right? Yeah. Y-A-Y-A? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I think we're going to sign off there, guys. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you guys can find me at, at Nobile on Instagram, A-N-T-N-O-B-I-L-E. If you have any questions, if you'd like to be on the podcast, if you're an entrepreneur, creative, uh, photographer, videographer, or any creative field, uh, definitely reach out to me. I'd like to have a nice chat with you and uh, just kind of pick your brain. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next one.